El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I'm a robot. Joining me today, he's a fantastic comedian who you've heard on this show a whole bunch. Usually when there's something sad to talk about. And maybe you've heard some of his comedy on Spotify. If not, go give it a listen sometime. Ladies and gentlemen, Atif Myers. Also joining me, she's one of my co-hosts on a podcast called Trend Pony. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. She's also a wonderful comedian who hosts a bunch of shows that she'll tell you about later. Ladies and gentlemen, Jessica Singer. It's gonna be a great show. Everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. Jeff will be back next week. He's recording his own podcast today, like an mm. absolute traitor. So instead of co-host, wow. I got a room full of guests, but kind of a co-host. Jessica Singer's here. She's my co-host on Trend Pony. Clickety-clack, clickety-clack. Nay. Hi. <laughs> Horse noises. <laughs> Is that a Del Taco iced coffee you're drinking? No, I got um, an espresso for my birthday, and now I make my own little little espresso oat milk. I put a little honey, a little cinnamon. Economical. I love it. Good for you. <laughs> hey, also you. joining us, the Unpops Network official ambassador of SAD, Atif Myers, is here. <laughs> Let's get SAD, everybody. I'm only oh. on for the SAD episodes. I didn't think this would like this. Some of it's some. You didn't think this one was sad. Not sad, all man. of it. Not it's all of it. Fucking sad. Some the, of it. The Muslim story, pretty sad. So, so which very, one? Yeah. Aren't there a couple? Exactly. But, well, all, like none like of them the, were good. The plenty of fish one. That's sad. I was talking about the guy that retired, but yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we're we're doing a thing we haven't done in a bit, which is another international news roundup episode. We talk about international stuff on this podcast all the time. Not all the time, but sometimes. It's not that rare. And some stuff just isn't enough to build an entire episode around. Everything can't be the war in Ukraine. I'm sorry. So when we when we have enough international stuff to put together into a full episode, we do that. Jessica, what was that? What was that? What was that? <laughs> sorry, you can't all be about the war in Ukraine. That was your energy <laughs> and it made me laugh. <laughs> That is, yeah. <laughs> well, excuse me. I'm not talking about the war. When it's like no one wants that. Okay, sorry. Why don't you go fight in it if you love it so much? I don't love it. I don't want to fight. I just want to fight like this. this. This is fun. This is fun. Yeah. And Atif, you were, before we started recording, you were saying you're not qualified to talk about any of this. You're the only one of us that's lived overseas. So it's true. And I, I feel and like I have a degree in history and I speak other languages, but still I'm yeah, dumb. But beyond that, why why have Atif Myers on an episode about international news? <laughs> fucking stupid. I'm really stupid. So we'll see. We'll see how this fucking goes. Let's talk about this first story. It's okay. My major's in film. I got nothing in here. <laughs> I didn't go to college. I got a little, little small. I got small brain. Big tough guy, small brain. Yeah. <laughs> I was drafted straight to the pros out of high school. Oh. Yeah. I got, I, I went to night school and got a degree in street knowledge. So it all worked out. I got my degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about this first story. This is a weird one. Here's the headline. Yeah, Here's the headline. Qantas concerned by order to reinstate safety instructor fired for allegedly staring at colleagues chest. And since this is America, one of the, the, the confusing word there might be Qantas. That is an Australian airline. Yeah. And but are we pronouncing it right? Yes. 
Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty I was sure. I say it's with an Australian accent. Quantas. Uh, I can't do an Australian accent. Why'd I try? Why'd I try? I'm already, I'm already fucking up. Quantas, mate. Put another shrimp on the Barbie. That's or not a knife. Qantas. This is a knife. That was my Qu- crocodile no, Dundee. Quantas. There we go. Quantas. 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 <laughs> this is a complicated right. story. The headline makes it seem pretty straightforward, but also my first thought was how long was this guy staring at her chest? And it turns out it was about 10 to 20 seconds, which I don't know, fixate on anything in the room you're in right now for 10 to 20 seconds. It's a long time. It's a very long time to be staring at someone's chest. I tell you one thing. I had a coworker on my last job and I I like a graphic t-shirt. I'm a graphic t-shirt kind of gal. And I also have titties, not my fault. And <laughs> I had this older coworker that every single time I stopped wearing graphic t-shirts because he would be like, what does that say? And like stare at it. And I bet it was less than 10 seconds and I still hated him. Ugh. So I'm going to say 10 seconds is too long. See, I've <laughs> stared at like, I've stared at dude chests at the gym for 10 seconds. Because I'm like, how did they get it so vascular? I'm like, I'm just, it's just jealousy. Yes. And the difference is one makes someone feel unsafe yeah. and one makes someone feel almost nothing because men barely have feelings. Just kidding. No, you we don't. You have- That's why I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, how did you get those titties so fucking round? Like, what do you do? <laughs> but yeah. no, a, a lady's uh, chest, even at a strip club, if you stare at a stripper for 10 seconds, you're a fucking creep. Well, then like, you have to... If stare at my chest for 10 seconds you need to give me money (laughs) like you don't get to just stare at my chest we either need to be in a relationship or you need to give me money (laughs) yeah like 10 seconds is the longest fuck that's he claims in the article doesn't he claim that it's like two seconds well, there's there's a bunch of extenuating circumstances here. First of all, the guy was teaching an airline safety class and he was explaining first aid scenarios and what everyone kind of agrees happens. They Jessica's right. They disagree on the time. But what everyone acknowledges happens is in the midst of teaching this class, he stops in front of a female employee who is sitting about one and a half stupid European meters away and just stared in her face for 10 seconds or so. And then he moved his gaze down to her chest where he stared for another 10 to 20 seconds. Yep, hiccuped about it. And Mm -mm. he, along with the entire class, were completely silent during all of this. And then he breaks that tension by saying, this is the, the, the female employee claims he said this. He denies it. You may have noticed I was deliberately staring at her chest to see if she was breathing. And instead of her, he said, whatever her name is, it's redacted in the story. He denies that part. It seems like that should be pretty easy to confirm or deny. There was, this is a room full of people. So you can just ask. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, where are other, where are other comments besides these two? And here's the thing. There might have been that. Yeah. And it's just not included here because this ends up, he, he was fired for this. The employee was like, hey, that made me pretty uncomfortable. And he was like, shut up, you dumb broad. And <laughs> she went to HR and they were like, dude, it's 2022. What's your fucking problem? Of course you're fired. And he took this to, it's called the Fair Work Commission, which is, I'm assuming, where you take your disputes if uh, something happened at work and you want to get the government involved. And they ended up siding with him and forced Qantas to reinstate him and give him back pay. And apparently it all hinged on them believing his account of how long he stared as opposed to her account of how long he stared. And here's the thing. Just do this to a dude in the room. Dude's chest move when they breathe that y- you avoid this whole you maybe don't avoid it. You could like how about this? Why not just tell the room to stare at your chest? That that would avoid all this. Like even if this was just standard practice, pick someone else. You have to understand that's going to make people uncomfortable even if it's work how about this how about this if you want to give this guy another if you want to give this guy a job to not be in trouble for taking this guy's job away don't go give him one where he's in a position of power i don't know don't give him a teaching job where he gets to like 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But also like give him a job where he's just doing a thing. Shouldn't there be cameras in the classroom? I feel like every classroom has like cameras, even in a professional setting. So can't they just go back and just see the time? You know what I mean? Like if you go in in Australia, cameras. (laughs) (laughs) You call that a camera? This is a camera. I think he's also like cardboard box in the corner. You know what he's doing well on stage and like fucking five minutes feels like thirty seconds. That's probably uh, yeah. how like hot and bothered he was. Is he thought it was two seconds, but it was like fucking two, two minutes of staring at this woman's titties. I feel like while he was staring at her tits, he had like a whole musical number in his head. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you like have like, just envision the reality. Just envision like, his life with her boobs, just walking up the street, just holding her boobs. Just, just their kids, boobs. their little half titty, half human kids. <laughs> it's like the. Um, Harold and Kumar scene with the bag of weed, but just like tits. Oh, what a weird Um, story. And the thing about him not having a a job like this, if you want to keep him employed, Qantas is probably powerless in that regard because demoting him or moving him somewhere else in response to this would still be punishment. And this fair labor commission or whatever has decided that he shouldn't have been punished at all. So Qantas would probably like to do that also. And I doubt that they're able to, they would probably have to appeal this ruling. And I think they are. They should. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's dumb. So what I'm saying is you can still (laughs) fly Qantas airlines uh, without it weighing your conscience down. At least I think. I don't Thank know. God. Yeah, I don't know what else Qantas is getting. They're a corporation, so they're probably evil in their own way. But Qantas sounds fake. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. The way like Theranos sounds fake, Qantas sounds fake. Yeah, Theranos sounds like it should hold drinks. That should keep your should keep your liquids like, like warm. Like a little Theranos to keep your coffee warm. Yeah. Yeah. His level of focus is impressive, though. I'm gonna be honest. As someone who just can't focus at all. Constantly looks at his phone. Um, 20 seconds is a fucking it's a death sentence for me and my focus. That is it's a long time. I a long fucking time. I, I would slap someone. <laughs> I feel like yeah, and that's the thing, you'd have time for 20 seconds. I would have time to think about if I wanted to slap them and decide to slap them. There would the even last... be a few seconds where you could go, all right, if he just stops now, I'm not gonna smack him. The last and 20 seconds of a basketball game. Like the last 20 seconds of a basketball game, if there's no timeout, that yeah. still feels like four or five plays could fucking happen. God forbid this guy called timeouts during all this. He's <laughs> fucking fouling people. Come on. This is 45 minutes, man. This is crazy. Unreal. Yeah. What a weird. I, I had a telemarketing job once and they did this thing to demonstrate how shitty it is being put on hold. They were like, close your eyes, count to 60 and open them when you think you've hit 60. And not a single person made it to like 40 seconds. Like everyone opened their eyes after like 25, 30 seconds thinking it had been a full minute because that shit sitting with no sound is excruciating. It makes everything feel so much longer, especially I assume if you're uh, having your chest stared at by your safety teacher. The irony of him being your safety teacher and her (laughs) feeling unsafe. Am I right? It's pretty (laughs) ironic. Don't you think? A little too ironic. A tiff was supposed to go, and yeah, I really do think. (laughs) And then we were going to jump into the chorus as a trio. It would have been a whole thing. No, it's true. It's, no, it's (laughs) fucking, it's really appalling. And like, I don't know. I just, there's just, there's always here like other levels of like scumbaggery, but this one, like staring at a woman's chest in front of people for that long is awful and impressive. I really hate that. I really hate that they gave him his job back more than anything. I mean, these large corporations have like no choice sometimes. Like that's they're really held by the balls against like these like commission. Uh, and especially if like that labor union is run by like other dudes. So like 20 seconds, that's not that long. Like fuck it. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Who knows? Hate it. Well, then let's talk about a story about a badass woman getting some revenge. God, this is weird. This is some weird shit. A woman stabbed her plenty of fish date. I have to death in the headline, but that's not true. He survived. (laughs) I just assumed getting stabbed in the neck is going to be a fatal thing. But no. Twice. Twice. Yeah, that seems seems like a – 
you just watch them bleed out after that. Like they might chase you around and you're like, I'm sorry, it's over. Like you do you see how much you're bleeding? This is done. You gotta but, be bad at stabbing. I yeah. think so. Kill someone how do you, not, you, yeah, how do you not finish the job? What, what knife were you using? Are there two <laughs> necks on the human body? Was this like the other neck that we don't need? Like that I've just never heard of? Anyway, a woman stabbed Sorry. a plenty of fish date in the neck twice in revenge for the 2020 killing of an Iranian general. Well, this happened in the United States, but it has some international flair, obviously. Back when I used to date, Plenty of Fish was the worst website, and if yeah. nobody used it past like 2014. It's a so tr- the fact that people are using this is fucking crazy that people are still on it. 80% of episodes of Catfish stem from the Plenty of Fish website. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> because it was free, and I'm sorry. They're all free. Yeah, but yeah. with most of, well, back then, like when Plenty of Fish was a thing, they were all free, but you had to pay to like contact people, which, holy shit, that's oh. still the way it should be just in life in yeah. general. You should have to fucking Venmo me just to call me. Like, and I don't, I don't (laughs) mean that because I'm a big, bad podcast host. I mean that because I'm a person who doesn't want to fucking be bothered by other people. That was the business model we should have stuck with. (laughs) You have to pay to contact people. That would filter out so many fucking problems on these dating apps. Not all of them, but it would filter out a lot. And I think I'm still on Playing Fish, weirdly (laughs) enough. That's the only one I couldn't delete. We probably all still are. Some of them, like, won't let you get rid of your account. No, because, like, I'm fucking... Bumble is, like, aggressive. They're like, are you, you done? Are you sure? Are yeah. You, like... like, my Yahoo mail account still gets plenty of fish updates. And, like, I'm fucking married now. Like, I don't... I'm, I'm not going to cheat on <laughs> my wife with someone from plenty of fish. Like, come on. I have higher standards of cheating. But, like, no. <laughs> Fucking, it's a, it was a dreadful sight when I was on it in 2012. So, yeah, he sh- no. this guy should get murdered just for being a plenty of fish. Like, <laughs> yeah, this was 2022. This happened. Yeah. Like, I that's like saying you met on MySpace at this point. That's nuts. The woman's name is Nika Nakubin. She's 21. Her Facebook page is still active. You can go out there, see her on social media. I guess there's not really a profile for person who stabs their plenty of fish date in the neck in revenge for a political assassination. But if there was, it would not be this woman. Like she, no. if you look at her social media She's profile, Atif said it. If you follow her Sorry. social media profile up to this incident, she's a debate captain at UCLA at one point. She's just working regular jobs. She's posting selfies. It's not like there were warning signs. Like she just was worrying people online and all of a sudden it culminated in this. She just one day was like, I'm going to stab a motherfucker in the neck because Trump assassinated a general. Yeah, my gut instinct is like, good for you. (laughs) Who's <laughs> the man she stabbed? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Good for you. Like, I know it's not good for her, but like, it's just nice to hear about a woman hurting a man. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Uh, Usually, if I if I were to hear about a man and a woman meeting in a hotel, because they meet at like a motel, right? A hotel in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they met on Plenty of Fish, and then they—that's just where they agreed to meet up. Yeah. And, uh, but like, it, what a plot twist! I would be afraid for the twenty-one-year-old girl. That's fair. Yeah, I, <laughs> I want to know what about this political assassination was so important to her. Like, I get—I mean, I'm sure she's like, if she's Iranian, that had something to do with it. But it, was it like family, or because know. this isn't like there are there's there's nothing that would explain something like this like i don't understand it at all and it's it's frustrating because i don't think we're ever going to find anything else out about this because it's a relatively minor crime otherwise like it's it's an assault like she didn't murder anyone she just stabbed someone in the neck she actually said she didn't want to kill the guy but also yeah you did i think you're just covering for the fact that you fucked up because how is injuring someone's neck 
revenge for someone getting killed in a drone strike. Like if you she, truly want revenge, you got to kill this guy in a drone strike. She she tied him up. She fucked him, blindfolded him. Like she could have dropped the fucking anvil on him and he wouldn't have known. Like, I don't know how you fuck up this easy of a kill, right? Am I, am I a psycho? In what part no, of no, no. the neck did she stab him in? Yeah. Well, I think if she stabbed him once, she could say she wasn't trying to kill him. But it's very like he ran into my knife 10 times. Like you were trying <laughs> to kill him. And yeah, the, the guy was able to push her <laughs> off and he runs out and she chases after him, but not to stab him again. She chases after him so she can go tell a hotel employee what she just did. And the police come and she's like, yeah, man, they assassinated that general in Iran. So I needed to get revenge for that. She talked about listening to a song called Gravedigger to give herself like like the motivation to do this. But none of the outlets that mention that mention the artist and there are a bunch of songs called Gravedigger. I'm going to assume it's the Dave Matthews song. Oh, God. How funny. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. If she's on Plenty of Fish, that's probably the Dave Matthews song also. Do we know how old the dude is? I do not. They didn't name I'm so, the victim. They didn't name yeah, him, I'm huh? trying to see the I can't find the victim. I want to know how old he is so bad. Yeah. I want to know. I want to I want to paint the picture. <laughs> right? Know. All yeah. the show are pictures of that of the dead general. I want to know was there something about him that made him worthy of the revenge part? Because here's the thing. You could stab me in the neck twice in revenge for the killing of an Iranian general. And <laughs> then you get that news back to Trump and he's going to be like, I don't fucking care. Did he die? And when they say no, he's going to go kill him. Go kill him. Why didn't he die? <laughs> also, like, how do you, I don't know. How do you not think something might be like too good to be true? <laughs> That's the you, thing. You know what I mean? Like I've had I've had instances when I was like single where girls would be like, yo, you should come over to my apartment. We could just hook up. I'm like, nah, you could, you're gonna try some shit. Like I don't like let's oh, meet. Dudes first. try to do that all the time. And I'm always like, I'm a safety gal. We meet in public. Yeah. <laughs> like I just am like, no. Yeah, you don't meet. Well, that's why I'm also like, I don't know. Did this guy actually have anything to do with so, the assassination? No. No. Or is it just like a man? No, it's Some just guy. a dude. It's a, it wasn't like he was involved in the planning of this killing. This it was a military strike. Like it he was killed and by this the, guy's like not like in the military or anything. I mean, even if Doesn't he say. is, that's just, that's like saying, Oh, well, yeah, I mean, the guy doesn't play football, but he works at a concession <laughs> stand at SoFi, so I, just, I stabbed him in the okay. neck because of all the concussions. Obviously. I just want to know if he has anything to do with it. I feel like he probably does not. Unless no. it was in his Plenty of Fish bio. <laughs> Assassinated Soleimani in 2020. She's like, fucker! 6'2", 185, killed Soleimani, <laughs> likes dogs. Oh, you missed 6'2", because that matters. You missed that part. <laughs> Sorry. I'm 5'8", so I'm 5'9". Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a short king. Eighty percent of men who put their height after it begrudgingly go because that matters. Dude, six one because that matters. Assassinated. <laughs> so Amani. Like But the guy survived. So she's bad at revenge too. Sounds like I'm telling you, she should have used a drone. Why didn't you use it? How funny would that have been if she, it was all the same stuff. They start having sex. She blindfolds him, but then just flies a drone in and fucking drops a bomb on his face. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Why didn't we do it that way? (laughs) Fun time. I just don't know how you, that was, this was like the layup of murdering someone. She fucking botched it. That's what's crazy. It is silly. I mean, 21-year-olds don't know how to stab people in the neck anymore, you know? No. Yeah. Goddamn millennials, <laughs> their lack of murder skills. I had to That's stab Gen Z. four. 21 no. is Gen Z. I don't, I'm a fucking millennial. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. I had to stab four people in the neck every day on my way to school when I was a kid. <laughs> Gen Z doesn't get it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, let's talk about another story. I don't know if people realize how crazy India is getting. India right now, for all intents and purposes, has a more effective version of Donald Trump in office. His name is Narendra Modi. He's been in power for, I think, at least as long as Trump, maybe longer than that. He runs his party called the BJP. <laughs> the BJ party. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 Woo! That's why he won. But... Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to genocide. There's this thing happening in India right now where the country is moving in this very nationalist direction, but it's Hindu nationalism because it's India. And when nationalism happens, it usually builds up around whatever the the main religion or tradition in that country is. Here, white supremacy. India, Hinduism. So what's been happening in India is things like people will use WhatsApp to spread rumors about people eating meat. And mm. Muslims are getting lynched in India over like fake WhatsApp news. And Narendra yeah. Modi, Jeez. like his party is kind of doing the same thing Trump would do whenever there was right wing violence on his watch. And he would uh, not say shit about it. And that's what Modi is doing. So he's not like doing this, but it's happening under his watch. He's encouraging it and not saying shit. And it's getting to the point now where there's a comedian in India, a Muslim comedian. He's 29 years old. He fucking retired because the right wing threats against him and the venues that tried to put on his shows got so intense that he was like, I can't do it anymore. His name's Munawar Faruqi. And he recently announced his retirement from stand-up. He said, hate has won, the artist has lost. That's from his Instagram post. And it started like uh, he went had a show in January 2021. Someone accused him of, first they said he made jokes about a Hindu deity. And then like video of his set went around and he clearly did not. And then they were like, well, he did it in the rehearsal for his set. Because you know how comics go out and do their entire set first and then go out and do it later. We don't have sound check. Stop it. He did not do it in his rehearsals. And then eventually they were just like, well, we heard he was planning on making fun of Hindu deities. And because India is in the state it's in now, the courts were like, all right, good enough. Let's throw that motherfucker in jail. And he went to jail for a few months and then eventually another court overturned that ruling. And that's when all of these protests started. And he would try to book shows. And these right wingers in India would call the venues and threaten their family. They would threaten the venues. They would threaten Jeez. the comedians. And eventually he just had to quit comedy. So it's pretty crazy, man. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's just always funny whenever crazy. It's, it's always funny whenever you hear comedians be like, "We can't say anything anymore." It's like, dude, this guy literally can't say anything. Yeah, like that's exactly what I was thinking when I was reading yeah. the article. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, they like again. It just, but I, no I, one here. I feel like what's ironic there is those comedians would probably tell you, "Well, yeah, that's where this country's headed." This country's headed toward that exact same thing. And it's like, hey, fuckface, who's in power in India? Who are we talking about right now? We're talking about right wingers. We're talking about your side. So, yes, yeah. the country is headed in that direction. If you fuckfaces take power. <laughs> it it's always funny whenever like I would hear like right wing to discuss how like Sharia law is going to ruin everything. Yet they also want the same laws that like oppress women. And it's like, dog, you're, you're Sharia law. <laughs> you just don't speak Arabic. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, that shit's crazy, but also no abortions. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just a, another form of fundamentalism. Like a lot of that conservative right-leaning crowd 
like we called evangelicals fundamentalists before like World War II. And then at one point they realized fundamentalist is a negative <laughs> phrase when it comes to religion. And they were like, no, 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 no. Evangelicals were evangelicals. So, oh, but it's still fundamental. Like, no, yeah, the that's exactly of almost any yeah religion is going to be fundamentalist. Jews are so fucked up. Like, fundamentalist anything is fucked up. And what's <laughs> what's worrisome is we regularly elect those motherfuckers to the highest offices of power yeah. in this country. Like George W. Bush was an evangelical. He's a dispensationalist. He thinks. 50% of the world's Jewish population has to be in Israel. So his version of the end times can happen. Like that's what he's been spending his post-presidency life doing, trying to repop or resettle American Jews to Israel so they can all die in a fucking Holocaust. It's no, nuts. thank you. Come on, no, Jessica. I'm not even Zionist. Fuck that shit. Come on. <laughs> This guy was like mad popular. Yeah, he's yeah. He, this isn't this like yeah. He's he not like, like some like open yeah. mic or just taking a stand. This is a, he's like over a million oh, followers. Like, and I'm just fucking crazy. I'm sure some of those followers came in the wake of all this controversy. But yeah, he was big before. Like he was big enough that they would put him in jail for yeah. jokes. It's true. He's like no the Lenny Bruce of India. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, no one's That's coming. That's kind of what me. I was thinking of. Huh? I was like, no one's coming after me. Like, I, I can say whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> yeah, and I looked yeah. at, I, I, there was a tweet that was linked to in one of the articles about this. And I went on that Twitter thread and just read the comments. And there were so many people who were, because the tweet was in defense of this guy and him being like wrongfully imprisoned and silenced. And there were so many responses that were like, he shouldn't have made fun of Hindu deities. Sorry. It's like, it's like that in India right now. It's crazy. And that's the largest democracy in the world, yeah. right? I think. Uh, come on. I'm not going to correct. I'm not going to correct. Facts about you, India. Like a tiff. Jessica. <laughs> Dish yeah, I mean, Dish. They have over like a billion and a half, two billion people. So it must be. Yeah. But it, I don't know. Like the things you fucking die for over there are crazy. I remember when I was fucking starting out stand up and I wanted to tell a joke about like the Moroccan king. My uncle was like, dude, you can't do that shit. They'll come over here and fucking get you. I'm like, Jesus, like some shitty bar in DC, like let him, I guess. But they just, you just can't like Saudi Arabia killed that fucking journalist for fucking doing his job. Like you just can't fuck around over there. Yeah. It's insane that it's like, it's not even his, I mean, like it would be insane if it was his set, but it's like his note. Like if I could get in trouble for some of the notes in my fucking phone, like, <laughs> True. we'd yeah. all be, we'd all be in trouble if we can get in trouble from notes from our phone. And I think he <laughs> might have made jokes about a Hindu deity in the past. Cause here's the thing when a lot of this controversy, it's just happening among people in India which means they yeah. are uh, very inconsiderately not putting subtitles on their videos when they post evidence of this guy <laughs> slandering Hindu deities. So I don't know. There's usually video yeah. with it and it's him doing stand up. But there's if there's no captions, I don't because it's not usually in English. So I don't know. Either way, I don't think you should go to jail for that. But no, what do I know? How about this next think? thing? Should people go to jail for this next one? This, this I'm a little less sympathetic about. A 19-year-old was jailed in the UK for racist abuse of a soccer star <laughs> on Twitter. Sorry for laughing, but um, it's pretty fucking Yeah, here's funny. the thing. Whether it's a slippery it's slope or football, not. It's football, you guys. Oh, yeah. I for, yeah, it's sorry. football? No, no, it's not. <laughs> Dude. I would call it football if listeners could see my air quotes every time I said it. But Football. 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 Yeah. <laughs> soccer and racism man that is the peanut butter and chocolate of sports they go together they so it. well man. they love it over there if you look into like even in ukraine right now a lot of the people because ukraine like they have a military but they also have all of these militias uh some of them nazis but hey that's neither here nor there some of them are also what are called ultras which are just really ardent, vehement supporters of one particular soccer team who will, if needed, take to the streets and burn shit down to keep the a tyrannical government in check. Like they're like 
paramilitary groups that spend their off time just terrorizing soccer fans at soccer stadiums. That's soccer. It's fun. Yeah. That's the thing that gives me a little hope about the United States sliding into fascism. At least if like you were to go to the crypt, which is what we call Staples Center now, and try to get like an anti-Semitic yeah. chant going at a Lakers game, you just get escorted out by security. Sure. You do that at a soccer match in the UK. Oh, you're going to get some enthusiasm behind that chant. And that Dude. chant's probably going to get going. It's a whole different fucking thing over they there. They fucking throw bananas at the black people at a play soccer. They sure do. Jesus like, Christ. Can you, can you imagine spending money on produce to be racist? Like, you're like, I don't want to feed my family. I got to throw this at a guy I don't like who's on my team. Who's and, on my team? Yeah. They don't give a fuck. They're super racist over there. And, like, whenever people say that, like, if the NFL – the NFL was racist, but like, dude, we're not throwing fucking bananas at Cam Newton. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? That's not. That's nuts. Yeah, no, they're super racist over there. That probably goes a long way toward explaining why in the UK they have a whole police unit dedicated to <laughs> sussing out instances of racism, specifically in soccer, and dealing with it accordingly. And that's what happened to this kid, this soccer player, Marcus Rashford. 24 years old, he played for Manchester United. 19-year-old Justin Lee Price directed a racial slur at him on Twitter. That's right. After England was defeated in a penalty shootout against Italy in the Euro 2020 final. So this guy probably missed a penalty kick. He did and they lost. And this kid jumped on Twitter (laughs) and called him a racial slur over it. So yeah, own team. It was his own team. Like, that is... And he he tried to cover it up by changing his Twitter name after he found out someone had reported this tweet and didn't work. Eventually, not a racist nice. four twenty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally not saying the n word. Eighty two. Oh my god! I just what do you get out of that? It just makes no sense to me. Like, this is going to fucking get him when he's tweeting it. Like, fuck off. Yeah, I don't. Also, like, Marks Rashford, he's 24 years old. He's going to be on the national team for a while. Like, he's really fucking good. He fucked up one penalty shot, and these people just turned on him. It's crazy. And do they not know how Twitter works? Like, no matter what slur they used, I'm sure he's just got that shit filtered out in his mentions. Like, there's no reason he would ever even need to see it. It's like. fucking screaming into your closet and expecting him to be there to hear it like what are you doing you're just giving yourself an opportunity to be arrested and spend six weeks in jail which is what happened yeah laws are different and have that be like the thing that you did in your life like that's the thing he did yeah (laughs) when people google you prospective employers in the future they're gonna google that name and that's what they're gonna see this kid this kid's life is ruined and he because he probably misspelled it too that's the fucking sad part oh i'm sure yeah added a u or some shit they love adding u's yeah he offended the racists by spelling it wrong they're (laughs) the ones they turned on 90 percent chance he used the wrong your like oh (laughs) absolutely man yeah that's crazy i know it like i guess it feels like kind of a slippery slope to put people in jail for the things they say on Twitter, but not really like the things it social media feels different. I could see that argument at some point, but social media as we're about to talk about is like starting wars. Now it's influencing elections. Yeah, it, it's inside. It incites violence like 100%. And I, I don't know. I was like, I kind of wish we took that more seriously here too. Yeah. It wouldn't be the worst thing. Wouldn't be the worst thing. People complain about it, and that would be the worst thing about it, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people think, man, six like, weeks is a long don't. time in jail, man. Yeah, but it's UK jail. It's probably nice. That, that's yeah, true. There's that. Yeah, it's fair. It's like yeah, it's like teen. See the new Atlanta European jails are nice. <laughs> like, no, that's fair. Like, <laughs> yeah, that I I could see Bye. us moving toward that sort of thing, and it, I don't like even if you're a free speech advocate. Like, I respect that. But again, we're talking about the Internet. Like your your racial slur can inspire a whole other thing. We just talked about India where people are saying, oh, hey, this dude was we saw him eating meat 
And now all of the Hindu fundamentalists in his neighborhood lynch him. Like, that's what's happening on social media all around the world, not just India, not just here. And I'm sorry, it's a little more serious. It's a little more serious than if, uh, say, you're driving down the street and you yell it out a car window as you drive by. Still a problem. Still a huge problem. Then it's gone. Yes. Then it's gone. It's not there forever for everyone to cling to and glom to and add to and get riled up about. Right. Like, I remember I remember that happened to me once actually. It was like well, I was like walking back to my car from like a one night stand and then <laughs> this group of teenagers yelled it at me and I was like, Jesus. Oh, talk about ups uh, and downs. Yeah, I know, right? I was like, man, I hate walking around this part of town at fucking three in the morning, but goddamn, dude. Like, relax. Yeesh. Go to sleep. Don't be racist right now. <laughs> yeah. Just go to bed. <laughs> it's two it's three in the morning. And yeah, it's not dude, the like, racist stuff. And I can't chase you. <laughs> like, what am I gonna do? I'm fucking sleepy, man. <laughs> So uh, let's talk about another. That's definitely also not okay. Just to no, be for sure. But like, no, like, okay. Everybody's sleepy. Like we don't have to be racist right now. Like let's do this <laughs> at like 1 p.m. So let's talk about another social media thing. This I, I acknowledge is a horrifying story. Like the details behind it are very bad. Obviously, it has the word genocide in the headline after all. But I do think this is a positive development in what happened in Myanmar, especially if this shit works. What's happening is Rohingya refugees are suing Facebook for $150 billion over the genocide in Myanmar. And basically it has been reported several times by a bunch of different outlets and firms that research this kind of thing that Facebook did play a role in letting the information that led to this genocide spread on Facebook. They didn't like they have policies in place that are supposed to prevent this kind of thing. And that whistleblower that came out recently, Frances Hogan, she leaked this cache of documents that showed that Facebook literally in countries like Myanmar, where disinformation is more likely to lead to actual violence. They do a lot less in those countries to stop it from spreading because who's making money in Myanmar? Like the money is in the United States. So they have to pay attention to those countries and they just kind of neglect those efforts in countries like this. And in this case, it's sort of led to a genocide, which sort of, sort of a little bit, little baby genocide. I mean, it, I mean, it echoes like God, what happened in like Rwanda in the nineties where like the radio was like, yo, like you got to go attack the Hutu. And then they just started like killing each other. Like this is, this is fucking crazy. And thousands of fucking posts to this is fucking psychotic. Yeah, there was a Reuters investigation from 2018. It found more than a thousand examples of posts, comments, Jesus. and images attacking Rohingya and other Muslims on Facebook. Almost all of them were in the main local language, Burmese. Ha- Happy Ramadan, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Included uh, posts calling calling them dogs, maggots, and rapists, and suggested they should be fed to pigs or otherwise exterminated. Those posts were all allowed to stay up despite Facebook rules that specifically prohibit attacking ethnic groups with, quote, violent or dehumanizing speech. So they just went against their own rules against this kind of thing, and it got (laughs) countless numbers of people murdered and led to this huge refugee crisis, and now those refugees are suing Facebook, which... It's interesting because in theory, Facebook should be protected by Section 230, which is the thing that says a website can't be held liable for the actions of its users or the things users post on that website. But if you got the rules in place and you don't apply them here, I think that is – and that's probably what like the opportunity they're seeing here. Like you can't make the Section 230 defense and have rules in place that sort of supersede Section 230. Once you got that – you got to apply it to Myanmar, too. I hope they lose. I hope Facebook gets burned to the fucking ground over this. I would love that. Same. Like, I I deleted my Facebook account. It was, like, the best fucking move. Yeah, I still have mine. I just haven't used it in years and years and years. I need to just, like, download all the shit and get rid of it. Yeah, that's the thing is I go on to look at the old pictures. That's really what I do is I'll be like, oh, look at summer camp. <laughs> and, I look and, I, and then I get out or I'll like, yeah. And I just should download everything from there. And delete yeah. it as See, well. 
No, I deleted it, but I still have Messenger, so I can talk to Radiston. <laughs> you can uh, have Messenger still without having a Facebook page. That's what I'm saying. Like, I still use Messenger yeah. just to talk to Radiston. That's really about it. Otherwise, I fucking leave everything behind. Yeah. Ooh. I don't remember who. I think it's Andy and Travis that are the reason I'm still on Messenger. I think they're. it's down right. to just those two that I still – we, we got to talk about that. I yeah, it's big. Delete it. We gotta start I, I hope they fucking lose this lawsuit because like oh this it's no, I hope they lose because this is fucking crazy. Just throw those invite those event invite pages should be fucking pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, we could do without it. We could also do without gun manufacturers. This is another Ooh, this fucking is, segue. Thank you. Fuck good. That was good. <laughs> the segue brought to you by Segway. Segway when you need a segue. Sorry. Segway. Fucking good. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, no, he, lo- he loves the segue, but it was a fucking good one. <laughs> I practiced it. Yeah. <laughs> so the, this is another really interesting lawsuit. It is something that deals with a huge tragedy, but I, I think again, it could be a positive development in that tragedy. The Mexican government filed a lawsuit against American gun manufacturers. Uh, On August 4th of last year in U.S. federal court, they filed a lawsuit against 10 U.S. gun manufacturers, including Glock, Colt, and Smith & Wesson. And it accuses the gunmakers of knowingly facilitating the trafficking of massive quantities of guns to Mexico's drug cartels. First time a foreign government has sued the U.S. gun industry. This should be bigger news, right? Yeah, good for them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Take us the fuck down. We've been distracting everyone with your drugs coming in when our guns going in there is way more dangerous than any drug. Again, like fucking what companies back the American government and back the media? That's why it's not bigger news. Everybody's too focused on the war in Ukraine, but this should be fucking huge news. Yeah. Yeah. Because it. That's a thing I don't know if people realize yet on a large scale, like it's becoming more common knowledge, but Mexico, with all their problems with gun violence, they have some of the strictest gun laws in the world. There is one. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, there's one gun store in Mexico. Yeah, I didn't know that until I read this. There's one gun store. It's on a military base and you have to pass a bunch of background checks just to be let in. And then the biggest firearm you can buy is a thirty-eight pistol but watch any movie about mexico drug violence (laughs) and you're gonna see a lot more than snub nose 38s and it's because something like 90 percent of their guns come from the united states but in our defense we need them to have those guns so the cia can sell cocaine in latin america Mm. okay they got to get to mexico and then they make it to other parts of Central and South America. And that's how we keep the CIA in the toppling foreign government's business. How is this not registering with everyone? This is mandatory. We need you're gonna, guns you're in Mexico. Get us killed. Yeah, you're going to get us fucking is... stabbed in the neck by some fucking 21 year old hottie right now. Like you're, you're talking too crazy. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking. Just don't go to a motel with a person from Plenty of Fish and you'll be fine. <laughs> Come on. He, he's your seven done. All right. <laughs> that is pretty oh, solid life geez. advice just in general <laughs> no for sure don't go to a motel with someone from plenty of fish and you'll be fine <laughs> yeah probably Honestly, don't ever meet anyone for the first time at a motel i'll just no. say that i'm not even gonna put plenty of fish on there wow. no you're a million percent correct <laughs> talk about an unpopular opinion <laughs> i'm a fucking prude dude um <laughs> But I hated reading this article because I had that combination feeling of like surprise and of course. Yeah. Like I did not know they got their guns from us and it all made so much sense. And I, it's it's upsetting. Yeah. A lot of it happens through like straw purchases because there's so many gun stores right on the border that you can just buy the guns and then drive them across the border. And like no one's checking. Like if you're a fucking middle-aged white dude driving a Chevy Suburban into Mexico, they're going to be like, that guy has guns. Let him through. It's fine. Like, and that's how Mexico gets most of their guns. And now the Mexican government is suing the United States gun manufacturers over it. And it's (laughs) one of the big obstacles they're going to face is that the American gun industry, of course, 
has their own version of Section 230, but it wasn't enacted until 2005 under the Bush administration. It's a law called the Protection of Lawful Mm. Commerce in Arms Act, which shields gun manufacturers and dealers from any civil action resulting from the criminal or unlawful misuse of a qualified product. But the Sandy Hook families brought a lawsuit against Remington that eventually broke through that barrier by arguing not that the product in question was improperly used, but that it was a military weapon and they marketed it to civilians. Mm. And they actually won and Remington is fucking bankrupt now. So if Mexico can make, yeah, they, Sandy Hook families reached a, no, seventy-three million dollar settlement. Remington is bankrupt. Sorry, I mean, now. like it took it took seventy-three million to bankrupt one of the biggest gun companies. Doesn't that, that seem low? Cra- yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> LeBron makes that. Like I'm not Mister Moneybags, but yeah. I'm like that's all it took. Yeah, Mark Cuban could just buy this company and shut it down, right? That wouldn't yes. that fix the gun problem? Come on, Shark <laughs> yeah. Tank, do the right thing. Seventy. If I ever get stupid rich, if I ever get stupid rich, I'm just gonna buy out gun companies. Yeah. <laughs> And then if another one tries that's to my mega rich, that's my mega rich fantasy. And then if another one tries to start business again, you use all those guns you just bought to stop them. It's fucking crazy. You fill them with glitter. You shoot glitter. <laughs> profit margin on How guns. inconvenient, right? They'd give up. Right. <laughs> so yeah, in theory, uh, this could work. It was the, the Sandy Hook lawsuit is what inspired Mexico to try this lawsuit out. And if it works, like that's Dude. they're suing for 150 billion. That's a whole lot of money. I mean, that's I like fucking a thousand. That's like a million Remingtons that they could buy. That it's <laughs> a lot of Remingtons. Yeah, it's probably like two thousand. What if know, they win and just use the money to build a huge gun industry in Mexico? Be like, oh god, damn they build a wall Boy, against America. Oh, sorry, sorry. No, you're fine. I'm slow because I smoke pot. I was going to say the same thing. That would be kind of funny if they were like, "Well, we got all the guns now." The like, Keep your guns out of our country. Dude, how many other countries can do this then? If they win, the world would sue all these gun companies. Yeah, I think yes, Mex. Take I think- down Facebook and guns. I think Mexico probably has the strongest argument just because of the how strict their gun laws are compared to how m- big of a problem they have with guns. Okay. And I had it in the notes. It's uh, according to the Mexican government's complaint, 70 to 90 percent of guns recovered at Mexican crime scenes are U.S. made. So Was here's the thing. Also, we wouldn't let that happen here. Like what no. what did we do when drugs started flowing into the United States? Not at all so we could fund right-wing movements in Central America. We started a war on drugs. We take serious action against countries because of the drugs that come into the United States. So Mexico's doing exactly what we would do. Good for them. Oh, Way more dangerous than drugs. Also, wasn't there a thing in the article that was like um, they knew these gun companies knew there would be distribution in Mexico because there was like Mexican things engraved on the on the gun? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, that's pretty damning. They know what's happening. What? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's fucking crazy. in there, right? I didn't make I read it this morning. I didn't make it up. No, you're right. I do. Did you, what, what would they just put like fucking soccer balls on the side? I don't remember what it was. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope that lawsuit works. And I hope all of those it's 10 total companies. I didn't name all of them, but the those four big ones and then Suck. a bunch of smaller ones, too. Here's the thing. Some of them might survive, but not all of them. So even if it just ends up that we have fewer guns in this country, that'd be good. All right. Let's close on one last story. I always get kind of up in arms when people talk about places like Denmark as being like this ideal society. And in a way it is because you get all the shit, like you get housing, you get education, like you're not, you're not going to suffer too bad if you live in Denmark, unless you're an immigrant or just not white. Like Denmark is essentially, I, I, 
had what? it described to me once as a socialist <laughs> utopia for white people. And that's what it is. Jesus. And a couple weeks ago on this pod, we got in a, a little back and forth about the idea that in countries where they put socialist policies in place that like ensure people have all the basic necessities that they need to, to thrive and live, that right wing movements have a harder time popping up. And I took a lot of issue with that because right wing movements are huge everywhere right now, like regardless yeah. of what kind of structure you have going in your government. But it's like Denmark is the most welfareist of the welfare states. And they're also the worst when it comes to immigration for like 20 years now. They've been really cracking down on refugees and asylum seekers. And it's all because the people who live there are like, well, they're going to take our shit. Like we get we get all this free stuff and they're going to take it from us. I don't know how this fucking thinking works. And the reason I don't understand the thinking is I don't believe them. I don't believe they think they're going to lose what they have. I think they just don't want Muslims living in their country. Like I bet they're being told that that's what's going to happen. For sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That there's like, yeah, that's what, and, and that people love like an easy target to be a like a thing, a scapegoat for all their problems. I, I mean, that's what we do here in America for like, to like Mexicans and South, like, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, they're going to take everything we work for. And it's like, dude, they just, they're just trying to come here to seek a better life. Like, very they took our jobs yeah that's the thing yeah one of the things they're doing in denmark now they for the longest time basically set up what they themselves call ghettos like that was the official word they use for it in the country and i mean it's exactly what it sounds like it's they shaped their house again this is a place where they assign housing so it's not an accident when an entire community of people who are all of one race or ethnicity or religion all happen to be living in the same place in Denmark. Like Denmark did that. And now they've decided that these areas are too not Denmark enough. And now what they have to do is break them up. They call them parallel societies. And so one of the examples in an article we'll link to, there's a housing project in Copenhagen with an Ikea fucking name, uh, Mjolnir Parken. And the owners of that <laughs> complex... <laughs> have to sell two of the four buildings to outside investors and move all the residents out so those investors can move in the residents that they want to. And I guarantee after that happens, the next thing is going to be, okay, well, now let's talk about the two buildings you own because we could probably move some people out of those and move uh, a more diverse bunch of residents in. Like that's what it's going to end up being. And it's like this forced integration thing where you can't really build a community anymore. Like sometimes people want a community where they where like, it's like home. Like that's a, that's such a common thing in the United yeah. States. There's a Chinatown, there's a little Italy, there's all of these exactly. pockets and it's not a bad thing, but in Denmark, it sure is like Denmark hates it. Well, it's way different when you're like it's the difference between like a camp and a community. Like it's the difference between yeah. like being forced to be somewhere and just having something naturally occur. It's so scary. I hate it so much. They're also putting policies in place in what they call prevention areas. And I probably don't need to explain, but what that means is these are areas where they feel like the racial balance is right. And so anyone who's trying to get housing there they're always going to give preference to – they call them prevention areas. They're preventing certain types of people from moving into these areas. Can I – Yes. Go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. Go ahead. I just – I don't know if this is in the notes, but the part that really fucked me up in the article was that like um, the people that have kids in these ghettos get those kids taken away for like 25 hours a week so they can learn about like – Denmark shit and be like assimilated assimilated into Danish culture and like I'm just like what are they teaching them that's negative about their own culture in those like it's so scary to me to be like you can't be like you can't be you well like what, what they're doing 
I know it would be controversial if someone important said this, but what they're building up to is a version of genocide. Genocide. Yeah, no, 100% is yeah. what it feels yeah. like. It's not always murder. You don't always exterminate people. Sometimes no, you but just you get rid of a culture. Yeah, you wipe out their culture. Yeah. And that's like, like the main reason I identify as Jewish is because some people don't want me to. That's like yeah. the one of the only reasons it's because people don't want me to exist is why I identify as Jewish. And what you're describing where they'll make kids spend 25 to 30 hours learning to be something other than what they are. That's what China's doing with Muslims right now. That's what their camps are for. They're not like they're not murdering people. They're just beating the Muslim out of them, yeah. making them be Chinese citizens. And the argument is, well, if you want to live in China, you're going to be Chinese. And also, and it's just like it goes again to like how no one in the West really cares about like brown people's issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Like they don't yes. give a fuck. You're seeing it like the racial aspect of it. You're seeing play out now that we have refugees from Ukraine showing up. Denmark, now that there are Ukrainian refugees on the market, they have set up websites to help them find jobs. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's just how it should be for refugees, just not Ukrainian refugees only. Meanwhile, Syrian refugees can get fucked because this is Denmark and we want white refugees. Like, that is literally what's happening there. And it's happening in a lot of places now that yeah. this war has started. Like everyone's opinion on refugees is shifting now that they're white refugees, which is fucked up. It's just gross. It's just it fucking is, gross. And I don't think they realize that they're even doing it. Like it was, it was always weird yeah. to me see like those news stories be like, and we got to help out these refugees from the Ukraine because they look like us. And it's like, dude, you're a racist. Yeah. Like that is such a blatantly racist thing to say and i feel 100%. like people yeah. i feel like people do realize it a little bit i don't know it's also like, i think some of it is subconscious and like media driven and you're just like and but i that doesn't make it any less gross or fucked up but and also aren't yeah. the syrian refugees like sort of a direct like response to our like policy in the middle east oh certainly the you same thing I mean? with like, Central American refugees. Like, exactly. That's caused by a legacy of things we've done in the name of fighting drugs in yeah. Latin America. And by that, we mean fighting for our right to be the ones who sell them. But yeah, that's that's the other argument. Like even with Mexico, like the immigration argument, it's yes, we have waves of Mexican people coming to the United States to work agriculture jobs. It's because we built car factories on all their agricultural land in Mexico because that's what yeah. made the corporations rich. So I'm sorry, but you got to take some personal responsibility for that wave of immigration that happened. And yeah. that has to factor in to how you respond to it or you're a fascist. Get them. Right. Fucking, fucking get them, dude. In Denmark, they're being a bunch of fucking fascists. Denmark at one point was toying with the idea of housing unwanted migrants on this island that used to be used for experiments on animals. Jeez. Stop it. And finally the world was like, can you not? That is a bit much. At least Trump's trying to buy Greenland. That that place seems not. Nice. Remember that when Trump wanted to buy Greenland? Yeah. The timeline we're on is so fucked up. It really is. <laughs> like, like, every time I hear shit like that, I'm like, I'm in the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buy an island to fucking put. Stupid. Yeah. It's... See, but then they would go there and they'd make that island dope as fuck. And then they would take that island from them. Right. Right. Yeah. We would let them make it cool. And then we'd show up and make it white. Yeah. No, it's fucking terrible. Well, yeah. yeah. And no, it's, it's fuck it's... Europe. It's it's worth mentioning also in March of last year before the, the war in Ukraine kicked off, Denmark was on the verge of instituting a zero asylum seekers policy where they weren't going to take anyone <laughs> seeking asylum. And then the war in Ukraine started. They're like, OK, but we didn't expect people from Ukraine. It's Jeez. blatantly racist. Just keep that in mind next time you praise a country like Denmark as being some ideal version of society. Everyone most, sucks. We all European suck. Countries. Everyone sucks. Yeah, what kind European of suck do you want? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. Like fucking France can suck my dick. Like they're fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking bad everywhere. 
bad yeah. everywhere. What kind of shitty are you willing to put up with is basically. You know what? It's like people. <laughs> it's like... This ended up being a really fun episode. <laughs> it's fair. Not as sad as it thought it would be. It wasn't. That's true. It's it's because we're fun. I think that true. is mostly what it is. <laughs> I would say primarily. But yeah, yeah, but yeah, not as not Yay. as miserable as I thought it was going to be. Do we have any final thoughts on anything before we get to to plugging stuff? Dude, fuck Europe and don't <laughs> fuck strangers on site. At least talk to them first. Don't use plenty of yeah, fish. Meet, always meet a, a stranger in a public place. Um, guns are bad and K <laughs> and. <laughs> And you know what? <laughs> limit the amount of time you spend staring at your colleague's chest. That's right. I would say limit it to maybe zero. I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe yeah, zero. you know, if you're looking to be fundamentalist about it, but at least get it <laughs> into single digits for fuck's sake. Not you know, 10, not they 10 call to 20. Me Jessica fundamentalist singer. <laughs> uh, all right. This was this was good. Thank you both for doing the the pod. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? A tiff? What do you got to plug? I guess my Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> Add a tiff Myers on Instagram. I don't. I don't care anymore. <laughs> uh, Jessica, how about you? This is the part where I'm annoying. I produce two shows now, so if you're in the LA area, the first Friday of every month at the clubhouse at ten thirty. I'm an investor on Kitty Pool, which is a uh, spoof of Shark Tank, and it's really, really fun. And then the third Thursday of every month at the Pack, I host and or co-host and co-produce um, a show called Toxic, where we only book one straight guy, and they go first and get half as much time as everyone else. So, and the same amount of money. Oh, that's not bad. It's <laughs> only like less work. Adam, I hate your hole in my. Lo- we're we're fixing it. <laughs> Balance restored. Namaste. Uh, We're fixing the wage gap with our show. <laughs> um, you should put like an actual glass ceiling that they have to stand under. Um, we play off the straight guy is a bit we've been doing. Yeah. And he gets the light like way brighter and like on. <laughs> Those are just choices the tech guy made. And I was like, great job. Yeah. Yeah. Book someone who's like <laughs> six, two and make him stand under something that's like five, eight the whole time. I he mean, Chris Grindon is our next straight guy. We could do that. <laughs> do it. Tell him it was my idea. I love Chris. I got to get Chris okay. on an unpops. Oh, great. Oh, you should. Uh, I think I messaged Didn't him on Facebook and he didn't reply. And I was like, that tracks. I'm sure he's not on Facebook anymore. Yeah, if you need his number, I got you. <laughs> no, I'm going to figure this out on my own, Jessica. Thank you, but I'm a very determined investigator. I'm going to find you, Chris. I'm going to fucking find you, pal. Can't hide from Unpops for long. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash Unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can get bonus episodes there. And that's it. Let's get out of here. Jessica, say goodbye. Bye. A tiff. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bye.